0: cheesy um, oven baked deep fried straight up delicious episode of the nerd plate you know what I'm saying because here we feed you with that weekly helping of black nerd culture you know and you're probably wondering um, why why do you motherfuckers keep doing solo episodes I mean what's the point of having a podcast y'all niggas might as well do your own thing well let me learn you a thing here. What we have is a uh, wonderful relationship, and me and Rockman know each other's faults and strengths. My fault is that I do not plan anything out, and I'm very last minute, and I'm very unprepared, and I, I kind of throw caution to the wind, and like he loves to go uh, shotgunning into enemy territory with nothing but a shotgun, and. The skin on my back and Jesus on my side, because as long as I got Jesus on my side, everything's gonna be all right. Ooh, I just felt weird saying, but it's an old Bible camp song. But anyway, so guys, what happened was we originally recorded th- we originally and always try to record on Sundays, and this Sunday we got over, we got our stuff done, we were all wrapping up the second episode, the second episode which you actually heard on Tuesday, which was the X-Men egg sandwiches. If you haven't, go check that shit out. Um, so when it was time for me to edit both episodes, I uh, realized that I had exported the first episode, which was our weekly appetizers, as something that is not playable by audio programs. I don't know how, and I don't know what I did, but somehow I exported it as a f- into a file format that doesn't even that doesn't even have audio. I I basically converted it into like a text file. I tried everything that I could and I let Rockman know and you know Rockman being the guy he is like, "Hey man, it's all good. Play as Pimp's fuck up too." Even Pimp's can fuck up. So this is what we decided to do. Um rather than us try and rush and record and you know waste gas cuz you know we do have a living. We do have jobs. We both work extremely dumb hours. For very little to not enough money, so we decided, since you know this is going to be coming out on Valentine's Day, and we both got our respective bays bootangs, whatever you want to call them um, He said this would probably be a lot easier, you know you record I was like, "You record your half, I record my half, it's my turn to edit, so I'll splice them together, or I might release two episodes. It don't matter. He's like, "Yeah, man, that's cool as fuck, and then he started going off about a bunch of Nintendo shit. So, I was checking in and out. Some of the things matter to me, some of the things don't. But you're going to have to go listen to his uh, portion of the appetizers this week to find out. But this is my version of the appetizers. So, um, I still have all my stories. So, please believe, strap yourself in, put your bib on, all that stuff. It's going to be nice. It's going to be quick so you can get on with your day. But you can at least go through your day knowing that either. You will learn something by the end of this podcast, or you may not. But it's Valentine's Day. So you should, re- you should be listening to this while, you know, with your bae. You know, if your bae doesn't know anything about us, hey, Nerd Play Podcast, man. Uh, number one nerd podcast in the galaxy. You know what I'm saying? Nerd news from two black dudes who know how to cruise, and um, we don't send nudes because that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? We respect ladies out here. Yeah, you know. Anyway, let me stop talking because um it is twelve oh one as I'm recording this. I'm gonna put it up and hopefully it turns out as wonderful as it sounds going through my head. So, jumping right into it. First story on the docket. Um What am I gonna first? Yeah, this this has to be first. Guys, if you haven't n- if you haven't heard, if you've been under a rock, if you've been affected by the government shutdown, <laughs> if you are a mormon or you are a amish if you're an amish you shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway how are you even doing this anyway i digress guys um respawn entertainment uh, as a result of seeing all of the success of the anthem demo and the fall i guess of destiny has decided to put out and we said this on our last show our last show together that they were going to put out a free-to-play battle royale type game and it could be released as early as the next week which would be that monday when we uh, saw when we originally talked about the story now uh respawn as you know is the authors and presenters of titanfall the titanfall series titanfall one and two um one came out really strong. It was a different concept at the time. You know, Titans on the battlefield with regular players. Holy shit. But, didn't have a story mode. It was basically a huge multiplayer game that you and your friends could play, but that's all you can do is play multiplayer. So, you know, it came out. It had a little success. It wasn't a bad game, but you know, didn't have a story mode. So, you can only do so much with a game like that. So, they, we begged, we pleaded, and we were like, hey, give us something else. Give us the same shit, but make it, you know, put some, put some cheese, sprinkle some cheese on the top and melt it a little bit, you know. Make it, make it look presentable, damn it. And they listen. Titanfall 2 comes out with a baller-ass story mode, baller-ass multiplayer, and basically keeps the franchise going. Well, we haven't heard anything from Respawn in a while. But with this, they release a free-to-play I mean, not Fortnite, God, Battle Royale-type game. Now, Battle Royale is the hype, as all of y'all know. Uh, You got Fortnite, you got your PUBG, you got Blackout Mode on Call of Duty, you got 18 other clones of of Battle Royale-type deals. It's uh, it's a trend that probably isn't going anywhere for at least another year or so. And uh, Respawn has kind of hit the nail on the head and drove it through the fucking concrete. So Apex Legends released last Monday and in 2 weeks this has been the only game I've played and I m- and I mean like no Kingdom Hearts, no Anthem demo, no Division 2 beta test, no nothing. It's been straight up Apex Legends. Apex Legends is is what <laughs> I think the best way I could describe it is the bastard sperm baby child of PUBG. Fortnite, Overwatch, Halo, and Destiny. So if you take the best parts out of all of those games, you have Apex Legends. Because, I mean, this game is beautiful, guys. Like, for for a free-to-play game and only a 25-gigabyte game, this game is amazing. Visual, The graphics. Visuals are beautiful. the The map loads in perfect every time. You don't glitch through it. The scenery is wonderful. The gun animations are sound and precise. Uh, As I was playing, you know, just tonight, uh, my wife was like, how is this game free? And she's been watching me play for, you know, upwards of two weeks. And, you know, she's like, how is this game free? This doesn't make any sense. And I was like, I don't know. People at Respawn was just like, we ain't going out. Y'all better recognize the only problem with this is – since they've made this and it's been such a successful hit, we're not probably not going to see Titanfall 3 anytime soon. So don't hold your breath on that. But anyway, I have to say that Zampella, Mr. Zampella, the, um, C- the head developer, or no, he's the CEO, I think, of Respawn, announced on Twitter on the 7th that 10 million, 10 million players tried out Apex Legends in 72 hours. Now, what's weird about this game is it's respawn slash EA, and if we know anything about EA, EA uh, destroys titles sometimes. They are they're good at what they're good at, but as soon as EA tries to branch out, they usually put too much EA in it and fucks it up. So, the story of Star Wars Battlefront two, and how it failed, was you know the loot package system. Um, EA is pretty much good at their sports (coughs) games, (coughs) and for some reason, this game is different. So uh, we all know as many EA games as we have, you know, as soon as you turn the game on and load in, uh, the game doesn't work. Uh, But when you go to the loot package, the loot, uh, fuck, what do you call it? loot crate um, drops. The loot crate system works just fine, and you can buy all the loot crates you need, but the game don't work all too well. So my first day when I loaded into this game, the game worked beautifully, and I couldn't buy the loot crates, which was a red flag for me. I was like, this game is not going to last because EA is not going to support it or they're going to fuck it up or all that kind of stuff. But in the two weeks this game has been out, I have seen nothing but positivity. Um, Let's see, it can the article that I'm reading this from continues EA previously confirmed 2.5 million had played it in the first day, meaning that an additional 7.5 million jumped in the subsequent two days. Apex hit the 1 million peak in those three days, probably because it's one of the, legitimately, one of the best games of 2019 so far. I mean, it's just February. As I'm recording this, uh, a whole mess of shit comes out. You know, just this month. We got Crackdown. We got Anthem. The Division 2 beta is out. Just, it, it's fucking me up. It really is. Um, let's see. Anything, there's not really much. Okay, VEO, the C. he is, Zampelli is the CEO of Respawn Entertainment. And, uh... So far, it's reached almost 500,000 viewers on Twitch, and it's sitting around 200,000 at the time of writing this article. So, I I just, wow. (laughs) It's so good to be what it is. And what it is is a free Battle Royale game brought from the guys who had Titanfall. And the silly part of it is Titans aren't in it. You only have about nine characters to pick from two you have to unlock but you only have about nine and see that's the beauty that's where it comes from Oh it gets that from Overwatch you have certain characters with their own personalities and there's another article that recently came out and said that two of the members are LGBTQI P I think it's a P in the uh, acronym now but it even touches on social stuff so that's that's where you get your Overwatch elements from it's got the same guns almost and melee system as halo because we all know what chief looks like when he mollywops some a bitch into submission same way when you don't have a gun you melee here uh some of the guns look identical like i think the battle the assault rifle from halo looks just like uh one of the assault rifles here in apex uh it's if you if you haven't played it it's a 3 man team game there are 20 squads that initially drop in so that means 60 people uh you drop in from a drop ship the map is huge and there are all types of levels in the map all types of um areas in the map there's a desert area there's a water treatment facility there's a bunker there's there's actually several bunkers there's a little shanty town area there is uh somewhat of a jungle area there are bases there are drop ships there are loot crates in the game it, it's just amazing and each character has their own special ability um, my favorite that my uh, main that I run with is Gibraltar he's this big brolic ass Samoan dude who calls in a defensive airstrike it, guys it's just amazing it's free to play like free and uh, I'm pretty sure if you listen to Rockman he's probably said something about it if he hasn't shame on him Because this game is fucking awesome. Uh, Like, real talk, guys. This game is the fucking shit. Like, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 3. Because this game is so fucking raw. So, go download it. It's on everything um, PC, Xbox, PlayStation. Not on the Switch. So, sorry, Switch players. Tough shit. You'll have to deal with it. But it's 25 gigs. Do yourself a favor. If you haven't got it, please go get this fucking game. Because... God knows how long it's going to take EA to realize, like, oh, shit, we actually put out a quality product. Oh So, jumping right into it, um, I originally had a plan to talk about the Monster Hunter and The Witcher crossover uh, that was available in Monster Hunter. But I realized I don't care that much about either of those two. The Witcher's a fun game. Monster Hunter's a fun game. But I didn't finish the last witcher game i played and i didn't buy monster hunter world so i felt appropriate to talk about a movie starring a very successful black dude whose fame whose most famous quote um is a word that means well, it means you you fuck somebody's mother so samuel l jackson and his crew have released a trailer for a sequel to a movie that i thought didn't need or well it d- probably deserved one it didn't need one but a sequel to Shaft now if you're mm, if you're old as I think you should be to be listening to this podcast Shaft one you know Shaft you know he's a bad mother shut your mouth all that kind of stuff you know is a, um, the Shaft movie that this movie is a sequel to is actually a reboot of a nineteen Seventy. Uh, well, actually, see, we have the beauty of the internet, so I can look that up. So, yes, the original Shaft, starring Richard Roundtree, came out in nineteen seventy one. You know, okay, that's far as fuck. Now, Samuel L. Jackson would reprise that role in two thousand, and the movie did nothing but good. <coughs> I think it made a hundred and seven million dollars box office. Well, now we're getting to fucking another one. And and guys, I mean, you just have to go watch the trailer. I'm interested. It's from New Line Cinema. I I was impressed. And uh I I know I said I don't do trailers anymore, but uh this trailer kinda popped up on me. It was actually a video an ad trailer for another video that I was watching and I couldn't skip the damn thing and I didn't feel like leaving, so I was like, eh, why not? Who knows if I go see this movie anyway? But guys, I, I enjoy it. I enjoyed that trailer, and I haven't seen any trailers for Avengers Four. I haven't seen Shazam trailers, Captain Marvel trailers. I haven't seen anything, but I've seen that Shaft trailer. The shit was nice. Um, if you don't know, Shaft was a 1971. It's an old black exploit. It's a not black exploitation. I, mean, I guess it is technically black exploitation, but he's he's just a, he's not a superhero. He's he's just a detective and he sometimes goes upside a girl uh, a woman's head. But, you know, hey. What can you do? It was made in a different time. As long as you know don't put your hands on women, because, you know, women deserve respect and you will get your ass thrown in jail. And then, you know, you'll get your cheeks clapped by a big brolicky Samoan nigga. By the way, Gibraltar is one of the LGBTQ people. <laughs> but that's that's insensitive, and I'm not trying to be insensitive. But um, Samuel L. Jackson was in negotiations, and it's confirmed. The director is from Bra- from the blackish creator, Kenya Barris. Of course, it's coming out through New Line Cinemas. It's uh, It's got a pretty good cast so far. From what we've seen, we got Samuel L. Jackson, of course. Uh, Regina Hall's in this movie. Jesse Usher. Method Man, Richard Roundtree, Titus Welliver, Alexandra Ship, a lot, a lot of heavy names, like a lot of heavy names. So, guys, uh, go see it. It's gonna be great. I I love the first Shaft, and the first Shaft was way funnier than I thought it would be, like like a lot funnier. But if you don't know Shaft, just go ask your parents, children he's 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 a bad mother you know that's all you need to know you don't fuck with shaft (laughs) and if you haven't heard some of the jokes i've used go watch donald glover's weirdo uh comedy stand-up where you know he explains to white people that you know shaft isn't a superhero in black people's eyes he he's just the guy who slaps women (laughs) uh yeah oh see here's the full list um yeah, Method Man's definitely in it. Tashiana, Washington. Um a lot of familiar faces, but I don't know a lot of these names. But I definitely recognize some of these guys' faces. So, yeah guys, go see it. There is no release date, I don't believe. I didn't watch the trailer all the way through to see a date, but I definitely saw the fucking trailer. Um, let's see, box office three thirty million estimated. Wow. Okay, no, it does have a release date. It's June 14th, guys. So June 14th, I'm be in that theater watching fucking Shaft. I know that sounds real gay, but you know what I mean. I think we're all adults here. Let's, let's you know stop all the snickering, spit out the gum, and you know we can move along. Uh, now, for my final story, because I'm only gonna hold y'all for 30 minutes, and I talked a lot about Apex. Please, seriously, go get Apex. Real shit. Uh, since it's black history, you know what I'm saying? I'm one of those guys where I'm not really such a fan of Black History Month because I do believe black history should be celebrated every day in every, you know, kinda way. Because we as black people have a culture that is rich and diverse so much that we have literally hit every aspect of humanity. It's art, that's um communication, that's writing, that I mean any black, there's a stamp of black on everything, legitimately everything. We built this country. We've made some of the beut- most beautiful arts. We've made art, you know, what it is today. Now, you know, I'm not gonna get into all, like, the biases, like, oh, black people are the most copied race on the planet, all that kind of stuff. I ain't I ain't really that kind of dude. See, that's a conversation that you need to sh- head on over to the Conversation Con Artist podcast, or maybe the Government Name podcast, much more qualified than I but I will give you the nerdy side of black culture. So I'm going to hit y'all with seven times, or er, seven major milestones for black superheroes across four decades of film and TV. So if you know, if you've been watching superhero films or reading comic books and shit like I do, ain't a lot of black superheroes out there. And if there are, there's very few of them that are on the damn screen. So um, some of the hot ones, some of the well, some are hot. Most are hot. There's probably two or three in here that you didn't know, but if you did, good for you, you know. Um, We're going to start way back in the 60s, 1967. Eartha Kitt becomes Catwoman. Now, I wasn't around, but I had the the privilege to uh, see Eartha Kitt play Catwoman through the magical, magical technology of VHS. Now, VHS is something that's real, real, real weird, you know, to be fair, I don't really know what VHS even. St- oh man, now I gotta look that up. What does VHS stand for? Cause I mean, we used VHS for so long, but I, I guarantee no one probably knew what it was. Let's see, what does VHS stand for? Uh, Video Home System. I I probably should have known that. I'm I'm stupid. Anyway, Eartha Kitt, Catwoman. If you don't know Eartha Kitt, um, if you've ever seen the movie Holes, that was Madame Zaroni. that crazy motherfucker. You know, if you don't carry Madam Zerani, I'll do them out then the other family will be cursed for generations or some shit like that. I don't remember. It was Shia LaBeouf's first movie or er, first real movie and he was always even Stevens to me, so I was even more confused. Anyway, um, Earth Kit will always be one of, th- not the, yeah, probably the best. Michelle Pfeiffer is probably the only other one because the new one with uh, Christian Bale Yeah, now we're not going to talk about that one but Eartha Kitt always had that sultry ass voice and she could purr like real she can hit that <laughs> shit so you know all the old players all the old nerds was in there you know with the dick hard through the zoot suit pants and all that shit and when I don't watch this movie you know she was a lot younger but anyway she was she was probably one of the most baller cat women ever just because she exemplified the sex the sexiness that was Catwoman you know Halle Berry kind of fucked that up later on in life, but we ain't gonna talk about her. She ain't on this list, I promise you. But 1960s, uh, fuck, that's the only bike. Well, yeah, not the only, but the good one. Damn it. All right, we we're gonna jump forward to my generation, um, 1997. Now, this next this guy, uh, always held a special place in my heart because I used to watch, I used to watch his TV show, his cartoon which was not for children at all at all but that was the beauty of having a television in your room because you can you know watch this shit when your parents went to sleep so in 1997 michael j white gave us the very first spawn live action star and guys that's that's still one of my favorite marvel or not marvel movies uh, comic book movies period because it slept on was like, oh, it's a '90s movie. It's so old school. The animation is terrible. Blah 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 blah. But motherfucker, you can't get Spawn nowhere else. Like Spawn exists in comic books, in two video games, in this movie, and the cartoon. We we don't we don't have a lot of Spawn, and Spawn, low key, is one of the strongest, one of the strongest comic book characters around, because Spawn is one of the few people who beat God, and became above God. So. If you don't know, Spawn is a Hellspawn play, uh, played by Michael J. White. He starts off as a, I guess you call him Black Ops, you know, Navy SEAL special agent type of motherfucker who would assassinate people. Got sent to hell. Didn't want to go to hell. Made a deal with Malibosia who I thought at the time was the devil, to become a Hellspawn. And, you know, take revenge on his enemies he found out his boss got him killed his best friend married his wife his wife didn't recognize him the dog didn't recognize him all this kind of shit so Spawn prince is pretty fucked up if you haven't seen that movie go get that fucking movie um but yeah michael j white who's also you know the the best black karate man of all time if you don't know that go check out any of his movies such as Falcon Rising Blood and Bone um any well, is it never back? I think it's the Never Back Down series. Please, please go. You know, if you haven't seen no one get that ass beat, Michael Jai White is that dude who will show you how to do it. But 1997, uh, still one of my favorite movies. Spawn, that shit. It was a big. It wasn't a big budgeted movie, but it's a black comic book character, and you know we gotta we kind of kind of hold on to those. They're not. They're very far and few between. So, we're not even gonna jump that far, we're just gonna jump one year. 1998 Wesley Snipes becomes Blade. His prob- probably his most famous role, if not, well, no, because New Jack City, white man can't jump. So, one of his most famous roles. He replies his role as the black vampire hunter Blade. Now, if you have known anything about Blade, which I didn't really know Blade was a superhero until maybe a couple of years later because, you know, Blade was one of those mature comics that I couldn't necessarily read, just like Spawn. But Spawn had a television show. That's how we got that. But Blade was everything, you know, two thousand or early two thousand E what do you call that? Turn of the millennium type shit could offer. It was black leather. He was cool. He drove a ball a ball ass car and he killed white vampires. And you know, it was every, it was like matrixy type shit. He was kung fu, the soundtrack was all techno-y music and it, it was just kicking ass. Now, it didn't make sense to me when, you know, I realized, oh shit, Nino Brown's a vampire killer. But so good. This is actually one of the first the first Marvel movie I ever saw and I didn't even know. Uh because yeah, it it didn't make sense to me. I thought I didn't know like oh shit, this is a comic book. I thought he was just a regular nigga who killed vampires. Fuck. But it was it was rated R. Um, I watched all. I've watched all the Blade movies, even the two bad remakes, or not remakes. The um, I guess the offshoots like the House of Cthulhu, and I cannot remember the other one. But both of them had someone not Wesley Snipes playing Blade. And it was they—they were—they were pretty awful. I'm, I'm not even gonna front. Pretty awful. Um, to let you know how good this was, combined budget of 100—all uh, three movies cost about 164 million. The film's grossed 415 million dollars worldwide. So, testament to how much fucking money Blade makes. Uh, we gonna jump r- uh, two years up again. Uh, no, not again, but two years and hit 2000. Now, this is my heyday. This is when I was, you know, the little hellion that I am today, but just littler. So, Static Shock airs on Kids WB. And that was the shit for me because Kids WB came on right around about 3, 315. And when I got out of school and I would hit up the book and go to the Boys and Girls Club because that's where my pops worked, um, when I was, when we were done with our homework, we had the option to watch a little TV before, you know, it was time to go do, go to another area. Kids WV was always on and we always caught Static Shock because at the time, Static Shock's theme song, uh, if you were lucky, you caught the Lil' Romeo theme song. And Lil' Romeo was like a rapper back in the day. I know, believe it or not, an actual rapper. And he was pretty decent for, for the time. But Static Shock, uh, it hit us. Real hard because he was just like us. You know what I'm saying? He was older than us, but he was just a black kid. He went to school. He had, you know, black kid problems. Like, oh, man, we got to mess with, like, gangbangers and stuff. But he had superpowers, yo. And he had a white homeboy named Richie. Richie turned out to be uh, a tech genius or whatever. Way too smart for his kind. But Static always kept it 1,000, you know what I'm saying? He was a real nigga first. Well, not a real nigga, cause let's be honest, Virgil Hawkins was kind of a geek, but I mean he was cool enough. You know, he wasn't he wasn't too geeky, but he wasn't like a fucking superhero. He was kind of in the middle. You know, it it showed us how he balanced being a teenager, and a fucking superhero at the same time. It's like, oh man, I gotta stop these villains, but, yo, Miss Phillips talking about this math test and blah 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 bullshit, and like it hit everything. It hit like. Everything that the black community was struggle well, has struggled for, like broken homes, you know, parents that are on um, on drugs, going through difficult situations, racism. Like that episode when Richie's dad was he damn near called Virgil a Negro at the table. I was like, Yo, y'all a trip. And then uh one of my favorite episodes was when uh the series where Brainiac came and invaded and Virgil and Richie had a team up with the fucking Justice League. And at the end of that episode, you know, Batman and John Jones are talking to him, and they were like, "Hey, man, you think you can ever do this?" And Static was like, "Nah, man, not, nah, man. I'm just trying to chill and take care of my city and graduate and all that stuff." I didn't think that was so, you know, important now. But now, uh, Young Justice season three actually has Static and Black Lightning in it. Whoa! And I, and you know, being the nerd that I am, I continue reading comic books and. Static eventually and makes it all the way to the Watchtower and he lives up there So shit That's just cool as fuck And I've met Phil Lamar Live in person and we have the same Birthday and that's even cooler So y'all are lame cause I met one of my Heroes Shout out to Phil Lamar if you ever listen to This podcast I have pitched it to him like a, uh, On two separate occasions So I hope he listens to it Alright so we had to wait a little bit Um, 2016 is the next big one Uh, Luke Cage hit season one on Netflix and by god if that didn't turn the world upside the fuck down and I mean like it gave black pride well I guess not black pride but it gave the um, black lives matter movement all of the ammo in the fucking world and it was a great thing because we had a bulletproof superhero like Blue Cage is so good it was j- it was made it was shot well it was made well it showed well the soundtrack was fire Mike Coulter was the shit Method Man was in an episode like what I, it was like the most perfect show of all time you know what I'm saying like Method Man legitimately did a freestyle on Sway in the Morning for this show. And I have that freestyle, and it's amazing. Uh, It was one of um, uh, Netflix's Marvel series that they had out. If I'm not mistaken, it was the second, because Daredevil had been out already. But Luke Cage season one was by far, like, the highest watched one. I know for a fucking fact. Uh, If you haven't seen that, um, it's unfortunately not available on Netflix anymore. You're going to have to wait till Disney puts out the streaming service for that. But, Jesus, like New Harlem, it was gritty as fuck. And, like, just to, if you don't watch the show, just listen to the soundtrack. Like, they had Outcast, They had Wu-Tang Clan. They had Raphael Sadiq. I mean, just, oh. And season two was not better, but shit, just damn, it was good. So Luke Cage definitely my culture end up being uh, in Halo Five. So my culture's out there. He's definitely one of the better actors. But uh, I I I, I hate to skip over him so quickly. But if we don't hit 2018 with Chadwick Boseman and Black Fucking Panther, aka Wakanda Forever, you know what I'm saying? Except light skinned people, let me let us in. You know we belong in Wakanda too. But like, but if if Mike Coulter was the second coming of Jesus in the black community, Black Panther was God himself stepping down on Earth because Black Panther <laughs> hit the theaters and this shit, like, like like set the world on fire. It was so good. I saw the shit twice, and I don't see movies twice. And I mean, it it not only revitalized. I'm not gonna say revitalized, but it took the black culture to, like, home, real talk, because everybody was embracing, oh, man, African colors. Uh, surprisingly, I didn't see a lot of damn dashikis and all the other, uh, What what's it called? Uh, damn, kente cloth. I didn't see a lot of that in the movie theater. On the internet, you know, it was going crazy, but it really gave us a chance to, like, hey, you, just because you bl- like the poem, Do You Know Who You Are, Black Child, was really ringing in my ears when I heard, when I saw the movie, because it was like, hey, this is a group of African Americans, not African Americans, Africans. Like Africa is not all, you know, goat farmers and poor shit. It's actually beautiful. This is a secret society of futuristic Africans, and they're amazing. And the king is the shit, and he's a wonderful leader and oh my God, amazing. The soundtrack was even raw. Future just ran a, won a damn Grammy not two days ago for saying la di da da slob on me knob, nah, pass me the soap, fuck me on the car. Listen to King's Dead by J-Rock if you don't know what I'm talking about. Like, the soundtrack was a fucking amazing. And I didn't even like the damn soundtrack all the way through, I liked about 10 songs off of it, but the soundtrack was amazing. I mean, it set the Marvel world on fire. Michael B. Jordan b- became, like, everybody's favorite meme slash girl crush. All this other shit. And he wore a Vegeta vest in the fucking movie. So, I don't fucking know. If you haven't seen Black Panther, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's on Netflix right now. Get that shit while it's not. I bought the DVD today. I don't know why. I bought the Blu-ray today. I don't even know. I don't even buy movies. I watch my movies all through nefarious means. But about that one. I have I don't have a lot of Marvel movies. I don't have any Marvel movies except that one. So, Black Panther. I mean, Chadwick Boseman. uh, Michael B. Jordan. Shout out to the two white people that were in this movie. Um, Angela Bassett, Napita uh L- Longo, I think her name is. Um, Forrest Whitaker, just like star studded as fuck, you know what I'm saying? And it's all black, it's beautiful. Jesus, I mean, damn, man! And uh, finally, um, Miles Morales, twenty eighteen, Miles Morales, Black Spider Man, gets fucking animated in Into the Spider Verse. And Spider Verse is a very, uh, very long, very broad-reaching comic. Uh, if you haven't read that, you gotta you gotta find that one because Into the uh, the Spider Verse is probably one of the most interesting comic books i've ever seen it uh it's multiverse theory it's it's very heavily in there and multiverse theory is uh one of the things i'm very much a fan of because if you can tell me sell me on the idea that there's you know a million an infinite number of me in different situations oh i'm with that you ain't even got to say that twice you know infinite number of me but where how can i find them and where can i get them because a team of elroy is like hell on earth but it's also the most lit shit you ever seen in your life. Um, whew, the Spider-Verse movie is uh, is currently out now. I have not seen it. I have yet to go see it. I know I'm not doing my nerdy duties. Rockman's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? We fi- uh, re- found out in the original recording, I found out that Nicolas Cage voices the noir Spider-Man, so that's hilarious. Gotta see that shit. Um, Everyone wanted Childish Gambino uh donald glover whatever you want to call him to be the black spider-man and yeah he probably would have fit but let's be honest man childish gambino's like 30 something years old he doesn't really have the body of you know a 17 of 16 year old kid um but from what i've seen the the one trailer that i did see uh that was back in 2018 before i did the whole no trailer thing uh it looked amazing Miles Morales has always been one of my favorite Spider-Man because, you know, he's a nigger, you know what I'm saying? Any dude that can swing through New York with some uh, bread OG effort, um, Jordan 1s, that nigga's a winner in my book, you know? Uh, it's not just because he's black, it's because he's, he's, you know, a hood Spider-Man, real talk. He does things unconventionally that Peter would do or that Gwen Stacy would do or that, you know, any other Spider-Man would do. But definitely go see Enter the Spider-Verse because, you know, you get to see the, I guess, personalities of every single Spider-Man in the Um In the comic book, one of my favorite scenes is there's a little bit of a racist scene between the noir Spider-Man and I think it's Middle Eastern. I don't know. I think it's Saudi Arabian Spider-Man. But he called him a raghead. And that's the kind of shit that gets you to lose your fucking job. But it was hilarious. Guys, go see Into the Spider-Verse. The soundtrack I've heard from that is also really good. It's animated, so, you know, take the kids. There's a hell of a villain who's the Prowler. So if you know anything about the Prowler and what he did, please go watch that. But, yeah, man, that's seven milestones that we have as black people in superhero form on the silver screen. Silver screen? Gold screen? I don't know. On the damn animated screen. So yeah, guys, uh, of Black History Month, that's what I got for you today. Um, go watch each one of those movies because I guarantee you, you'll be in, you'll be enthralled. I promise, because it's a different movie from each fucking thing. Uh, yeah, so that's all I got from you guys. Um, hopefully, if you've listened to Rockman's, you've gotten a lot of Nintendo related stuff, and I know he's hella excited about it. So go check that shit out. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please have feel free to uh, hit us up on our social media. Uh, I, I need—I'm really trying to figure out this Twitter thing because plate underscore nerd is just annoying. And guys, please, please, please send us an email. Please, it would really you know make me feel better because that means people lis- actually listen to this or actually want to learn something or you know just want to engage in a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, follow us on all our social media at The Nerd Plate on Facebook, on Instagram, um, Twitter is unfortunately play underscore nerd. And if you have an email for us, please send that into The Nerd Plate podcast at gmail.com. Guys, that's all. Y'all have a blessed Valentine's Day. Um, tell whoever that special nerd is in your life that you complete them by giving them, well, just tell them that you're the you 're a heart container to them to you damn it i don't know make something nerdy up i'm putting that on mine shit cause uh, to my wife if, when you do